The two scripture texts you've heard this morning offer a kind of grand finale. The first was Psalm 150. It's the last Psalm and it's the loudest. These verses are, are cranked up to full volume and you can almost hear the sounds of clanging cymbals and brassy trumpets like a, like a soundtrack to God's might and power. It's a concluding Psalm of celebration. And the story from Acts is one of celebration as well, because it too is a kind of grand finale, the last of a trilogy in a way that, that guides the Christian year. At Christmas, we hear the story of the Word made flesh. At Easter, we hear the story of the Word raised to life. And here at Pentecost, it's the story of the Word alive in us. Even though Pentecost doesn't get nearly as much secular attention as Christmas and Easter, just like the third story of a trilogy is never quite as celebrated as the first, there's a good reason why I love Pentecost, in some ways, even more than Christmas and Easter, especially this year. It comes to us at the perfect time in the midst of this pandemic, because right in the middle of this story from Acts 2, there's a little nugget of insight that can help us find a spirit of celebration each and every day. And that's something we really need nowadays, isn't it? Something to celebrate? A few weeks ago, my daughter Grace shared an article with me from the Los Angeles Times. She and I were talking about how time seems to be moving so differently in the midst of this pandemic. I don't know about you, but March just seemed to take forever to get through. April felt like one big blur, and, and, and May, May just doesn't feel like May. Maybe you and your family can relate to how time just seems so weird right now. Well, that's when she shared with me an article from the Los Angeles Times entitled, Is Time Flying By Oddly Quickly During COVID-19? Compelling title, for sure. The article suggests that usually the way we mark the passage of time in our lives is not just by hours and days and weeks, but by memorable moments, things to look forward to, occasions to celebrate. Something as simple as going out with a friend or catching the latest movie or attending a sporting event or going on a family vacation or, or going to a worship service. You know, whether we realize it or not, we mark time by memorable moments of celebration. But now it's different. A psychologist in the article named Mark Whitman says that now our worlds have shrunk to a, a bare minimum. We stay at home for the vast majority of the day with just occasional trips outside to exercise and get food and, and do other basic tasks. So how, in the midst of a time when time seems so weird, can we discover the kinds of memorable moments that will help us fully live for such a time as this? Well, I think the story of Pentecost has something to teach us about that. The story begins with the disciples sheltering at home, including the newly elected Matthias, several female disciples, the mother of Jesus, as well as some of Jesus' brothers. Acts says they were all together in one place, you know, their own little quarantine family. And then God cranked up the volume. When the spirit touched down, it not only filled the air with the noise of a loud wind and the sight of flickering flames, it, it pushed those disciples out into the open. They were, they were greeted by a crowd of people from all over the known world. And that is when the decibel level hit full blast. 
people started talking in a, in a bunch of different languages, like at the Tower of Babel, except in reverse. Because this time, instead of being dispersed because of their differences, the Spirit was drawing them together in this massive, cacophonous, glorious crowd. Now think for a minute about how similar this story is to one we heard in worship just several weeks ago when this whole pandemic and sheltering at home started. Do you remember back in 2 Kings when we heard the story of Elijah on Mount Horeb? He was self-quarantining too. And when God told him to go into a cave and then God cranked up the volume on him as well, what did he hear? He too heard a loud wind. He too saw and felt fiery flames as well as an earthquake. But what was it that God ultimately used to get Elijah's attention and get through to him? A still small voice, a singular moment of personal connection between God and Elijah that would change his life forever. So now fast forward almost 900 years and as Luke is telling the story of Pentecost, I, I, can, I can maybe imagine the story of Elijah echoing in his mind, because here's the part that I think probably freaked out those first Christians the most. Sure, the sound of the howling wind was crazy, but I'm sure that they had felt strong winds before. And I'm sure the tongues of flame descending on them were wild, but they, they probably saw fire every day in, in one form or another. I bet the part that really freaked them out was when each person started speaking in a language that they themselves could not understand as they were speaking it. That had to be unsettling and disturbing and time-altering for them. But then, here it is, in verse 6, it says, Each one heard them speaking in the native language of each. It means that in the midst of this bewildering cacophony of wind and fire and mixed up languages, one by one, people began to realize that there was at least one person in that huge crowd who could understand them and notice them. So can you imagine the energizing mayhem in the crowd as they began wandering around, trying to figure out and meet that one person that could understand what they were saying? And one by one, there had to be this moment when those two people, the speaker and the hearer, found each other in the crowd when they locked eyes with each other. And in that moment of recognition, there had to be a, a deep, profound, personal connection between those two people when they both could say to each other, I see you, you see me, and we are connected to each other. In that one holy and wondrous moment, all of the barriers, all of the ethnic and racial divisions, all of the, the categories that had separated them into different boxes were eradicated by the Holy Spirit. And it was all replaced by each person coming to a realization that they matter, that someone has noticed them, and they are connected to another human being who can speak their language and affirm their identity. That was a moment of celebration. And it was not until that very moment that Luke says in verse seven that they were, quote, amazed and astonished. Not because of the wind, not because of the fire, but because in the midst of this chaos, they had found an extraordinary moment of personal connection in the most ordinary way, simply by noticing the humanity in someone else. 
that's a memorable moment. And that's the power of the Holy Spirit at work. And even though you and I cannot rely on our usual memorable moments to pass the time, that same Holy Spirit is enabling you to find moments of celebration in the midst of this pandemic when we can find meaningful connections with other people. I know it sounds weird in a season of social distancing, but you know, if God can bring together Parthians and and Medes and Elamites into one joyous connection of humanity, God can do it again. And God can help you feel connected with memorable moments each day. Not long ago, a New York City psychologist named Katherine Schaffler wrote an essay called How to Change Your Life in One Second Flat. It's another compelling title with a surprisingly simple premise. When you are with someone else and sharing an important moment, be present to them. Be fully present to them. Now that sounds simple, but it's not easy, even in the midst of noise all around you. She gives examples of times when we fail to do that, like when the love of your life walks into the room before bed and and you barely look up from your phone, or you meet your best friend for a get-together and you spend the whole time just exchanging pleasantries without actually feeling much, or when you're tying your daughter's shoe and when you're done, you get up to reach for her packed lunch and and hand it to her while you're simultaneously grabbing your, your bag and your keys all without ever looking at her. So what does that mean? It means putting down your smartphone or turning away from your computer. It means consciously setting down the distraction of the moment to make a meaningful connection with the person at hand. It means not just going through the motions, but really trying to connect with your loved one, your family member, your your coworker, your neighbor, even your adversary your competitor, or your enemy. According to Dr. Schaffler, it really can just mean one second, one second of attentiveness. The grocer who rings up your purchases, the coworker who is meeting you over another Zoom call, the loved one who has asked for your time, even though you have literally been living in the same house with that person nonstop for weeks, it means not looking past them when they talk or looking down or checking out. And that's what happened at Pentecost, when people were able to speak each other's languages and find each other in a crowd and know that they matter. And when those moments happen, celebrate them. Relish the reminder of the fact that you are alive and you're not alone. You know, there will eventually come a time when this pandemic will be over and we will go back to marking time with the memorable moments that we're used to. And that will be great, but now is the time to practice making moments that matter, moments of connection, sometimes no more than a second that can offer you true, joyful celebration. You know, there's one other thing I find interesting and timely about Pentecost. It's not only the last major holy day of the year, it's not just the grand finale of a trilogy of holy days, It is also the beginning of the longest season of the Christian year. For the next 22 to 26 weeks, we enter something the church calls ordinary time. It is literally called ordinary time. It's a way of saying that now that the Holy Spirit is alive in you and alive among us, every ordinary day 
can be a holy one. Even when time seems to drag on forever and when your usual memorable moments have been put on hold, you can find celebrations in the ordinary. Might seem challenging, but God did it 2,000 years ago and God could do it again. Let's pray. God, you come to us by the power of the Holy Spirit. You meet us in the moment and are made real to us in our connections with one another. So open our eyes and ears that we may know that you can see us and that you care that we are here and that you are enough for us. And then help us to share that connection with others. In the name of Jesus Christ, our Lord, let all God's people say and type, amen.